0: Welcome back to Carry the G and MKE. I'm Aaron Nagler, joined as always by Camille Davis out there in Milwaukee. I'm holding it down here in New York City. Camille, how you doing after, I mean, another spirited game from the Green Bay Packers. Can't quite close the deal yet again. Uh, Still feeling that test. What's your overall feeling coming out of that game?
1: Overall, so... There are no moral victories, right? We understand that. We know that. But this, of all the losses that we've had so far. Ah, and, and there are many. And there are many. At least in this one, I did see some signs of progression and things that the team was building off of from previous games, previous mistakes, um, and right. correcting that. Like, we had a pretty good Jordan Love day. I know the, the numbers alone don't look like it. Barely throwing over or completing 50% of his passes, so on and so forth, but we look at the process. You're just kind of like, okay, this looked a lot better for him. Like for me, one of the right. big things that stood to me was during the last drive when, again, the Packers have an opportunity to pass the test. Um, they're taking a look at things and in that Denver game and the Raiders game, I believe it was, right. both of those game winning, quote unquote, game winning drives that could have been, uh, Jordan Love overlooked the check down and just went for it all where it's like we could use this as four down territory here to try to get this last touchdown that we need. Like we don't need to try to get everything in one play. And in this game here against the Steelers, same situation except for this time he checked down to AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon was able to get out of bounds and made it a little bit more manageable on that fourth down for them to try to make a play. But, They didn't make the final play, but it's the process getting to that point where I'm like, okay, we're seeing different things here. We see uh, Jordan Love being able to complete some deep balls. We had a lot of explosive plays in this game against the Steelers, which is something that we haven't really had too many of. So there are some positive takeaways for sure. A.J. Dillon looked good. Uh, The pass defense wasn't too bad. Like They they took a couple lumps early, but overall the pass defense was good. And uh, Nixon looked great. Uh, on returns and there are things like right. that to hold on to and then you can kind of look through the the footage a little bit more and you're like ah but we still have some of the same problems peeking up or I thought we were making progress last week but we took a couple steps back here like missed tackles and the run defense oh, where you're just man, like, the
0: missed tackles were abysmal uh, yesterday I mean the fact that it does get to a point where I think like I get asked a lot like how can you improve tackling like what do you have to do in a league where you can't for the most part go live in practice right and they only practice in pads one day a week if that later in the season so you have to draft tacklers and the Packers draft athletes and you never see that kind of more laid bare than a game like yesterday where when you combine those athletes with the kind of system that Joe Barry wants to run which is the two deep safeties two down linemen it really invites opposing offenses to go okay Well, we're just going to run the snot out of the football. And we know you can't tackle us. We know you don't have the physicality to hold up. You know, if you're going to play that way, it's going to be real easy for us. And they adjusted in the second half a bit. But by that point, like the die is cast. And that's my thing with the Barry system and the defense in general. It's like I I understand the idea behind it, like keep Mm -hmm. everything in front of you, rally and tackle. But, man, when you're continuously just allowing them – free yardage essentially in the run game over and over and over again. You saw what happened in that first drive. They walked right down, score a touchdown. You know, same thing happens again on another drive. Now all of a sudden you're chasing the game. You're continually, and it seems like the Packers have been this season, continually chasing the game. And I understand, oh, well, you know, they're only putting up X amount of points, meaning the opposing team. Well, that's great, but that doesn't change how the flow of the game, the game script, if you will, is laid out for your young quarterback in your offense. I mean, w- wouldn't it be amazing to play with a lead for a change? I mean, it feels like we haven't had one since the Packers won 7-0 up on the Bears in week one after the first drive of the season. I mean, I know they have had leads intermittently right. since then, but that's the, the last time it really felt like, okay, we're on the front foot in any of these football games.
1: Like you said, it changes the equation, right? So we've had a couple of times over the last few games where the Packers offense does go up. But the very next possession, the defense lets the opposing 100%. offense score. So now right. we're, again, chasing. And think about how different game flow could be, like you were mentioning, if the Packers do take a lead. So let's say they took this lead here against the the, the Steelers. And let's right. say the defense doesn't just go and give up, you know, additional points there so that on the Packers lose the lead. You get the ball back on offense now and you can try to choose some clock. You can actually play ahead and try to take over that, you know, battle of time of possession. You can run a different like flow of the game. It, it We're asking a lot of this offense. Right. And we've said it before. We're asking a lot out of this offense that the defense isn't holding up their end of the bargain. We haven't even talked about special teams and whatever it is on over the outside will. of next right. <laughs> but you want complimentary football and if we can get our offensive positions where they're not constantly chasing elite but they have an opportunity right. to try to stretch out elite i just wonder how different that will look for this team and i'm curious what the play call will look like because i think about this game yeah. against pittsburgh where it's like we couldn't get too much going in the run game kudos to matt LaFour for not giving up on it i do respect that totally
0: aspect. agree totally agree
1: like yep. aaron jones didn't 100% do too much here but we still jones couldn't get
0: going they could not get anything blocked up in a lot of their zone stuff but you saw aj hit the big one and aj i thought had a couple really nice runs that were actually kind of blocked up well um but yeah i mean that's a great front you know they they've been out against the run for a very long time so i don't think that was too much of a surprise but to your point i mean matt did stick with it and i'm sure it was frustrating at times for fans to be watching you know Mm -hmm. aaron jones continuously slam into that defensive front but i didn't. I didn't hate that approach. And I do think it has helped your quarterback to keep the defense at least somewhat uneven and not knowing just, okay, we can just tee off on the quarterback because, okay, they might run the ball, which again, they did uh, quite a bit. When Jordan did go to the air, it was great to see. I mean, so many guys got involved from Musgrave to Jaden Reed to Dontavian Wicks. But it does feel like all the conversation and narrative driving this morning is all around Christian Watson and the frustrations around basically centered around the fact that they really can't get him going. And it really feels like Jordan love does tend to force it to him at times in these end of game situations, like tight game situations. Right. But at the same time, you know, I, I think it's so still so early for Christian Watson. I understand frustrations. Like you have the two catches early and then he had the drop on third down. Like you, you kind of pull your hair out at that, but you know, the, the play where it's a, the tip drill interception I, I have a real hard time putting that on Christian Watson. You know, like Matt said in the exactly. post game presser, that's a that's a look that they don't that, that's literally a play design for a single high safety look. You get two high safeties. I don't want my quarterback going there. Like Jordan thought he could fit it in, thought okay, Christian can go make a play. But that just has not happened this year. And I, I again, I have a hard time putting that one on Christian. Um and then at the end of the game scenario where you know, there's three seconds left. Yeah. The in, Almost the entire Steelers defense is just sitting on the goal line. Like, you're, the deck is stacked against you no matter where you go with the ball. Like, he's trying to get it to his guy. I, I don't kill Jordan or Christian for that. But it does feel like, you know, I understand there's palpable frustration around the lack of connection they seem to have so far earlier this season, especially given how productive and kind of ascending it seems guys like Wicks and Reed are. And I do wonder, like, is it time to start? I mean, it feels weird to say I-, I want Christian Watson to get better. I want him to get in sync, but maybe you dial his number of snaps back a little bit in favor of guys like Wix and Reed, because it's clear they're on the ascension and they are producing.
1: When we were on the Pack a Day podcast, somebody asked the question, "Like, let's get rid of Watson," and I was like, right. "Hey, like, let's 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 cool slow the jet, let's <laughs> slow down, because again, he is a wide receiver that just." His physicals are off the chart. And we saw what he he's could got do. Rare,
0: he's got rare athletic rare. Ability, 100%. Yes.
1: To be that tall and that fast is a rare combination. And we've seen in the past with young wide receivers just needing time to figure things out. Last year, he had some injury concerns. You know, he missed a few games when he came back towards the end of the season. Him and Rodgers just clicked. It just just started working. They were able to connect. And you had so much hope and potential about what he could be the following year. But now he has to learn the rhythm of a whole different quarterback. And they have to build their chemistry. I was actually at a fundraiser last week for a local Milwaukee shelter called Guest House. And James Jones was there as a speaker and he spoke a little bit of course they had to go football conversation at some point they had though. to talk some
0: packers yeah i get it he that's to. why you bring in james jones i understand he to.
1: and he was speaking about his connection with aaron Rodgers and saying like you know we could look at each other and i know what to run from a look no words communicated he just looks at me twice and i'm like oh he wants me to go do x y and z and he was like, it took us like three years to get to a point where I could really understand where he was coming from, what he wanted me to do, what he's seeing with the defense and trying to, you know, complement that as best as I could. And he mentioned when looking at these young Packers, he like they, they're they all young dudes trying to figure this out. Like he said in himself, like, it just takes some time. And what you're seeing is growing pains from some a lot of young guys really all trying to figure it out. And he mentioned, like, at one point, I was one of those young guys too. You, it just takes some time, and I know that that's not what a lot of people want to hear, uh, because one in Green yeah, Bay. Wait, we're used to let running. me uh,
0: let me check my Twitter mentions. You're correct; they do not want to hear that. That is right. You, have, we're used you to are winning. speaking the
1: truth. I am. A, how old am I? 34. 34. I think I am. And <laughs> throughout my entire life, I've known a winning Green Bay Packers franchise, so I understand yeah. it truly. Like it's it's strange to me as well. Even last season, when we're losing games, and I'm like, we're in our champion. This is not what we do here. So I understand it completely. And the reality of it is we need some more time. Yes, there are things that we can change that might accelerate that process. But right now in this season, again, development year, really just trying to figure out things between guys. And I think that just need a little bit more time to continue working together and figuring things out. And like I mentioned, we've already seen some flashes in this past week's game where you're like, ah, we're learning, we're developing. We saw Musgrave yes. down the seam where it's like he stumbled still.
0: How how long have we been talking about getting Musgrave down the seam? We finally get it and it's homeboy fine. can't keep his feet. Like, can someone teach this kid to run? Like, stumbling, what and is <laughs>
1: It's
0: Listen. the definition of stumbling, but <laughs> like what in the world? But I've never seen year, a high-end athlete be so like, like prone to stumbling every time the ball is in his hand. But earlier in the
1: year, they weren't even connecting on those passes. And now we're starting to see him hit him in the seam a little bit more regularly. So, like again, it's taking time and it's slow. And it's not fun losing, catching all these L's. I get it. But we're seeing progress. And that's what you're hoping for at this point. And again, there are things we can change. Maybe Joe Barry's not part of the equation next season when it comes to defensive time. Here we go.
0: I'm glad you brought it up because look, we're talking about a lot of youth on offense, right? Mm-hmm. You turn around, you look at the defense. There are a lot more vets on that side of the ball, but there were a number of younger guys playing yesterday, especially at corner. You have yeah. Valentine and Valentine out there. Uh, Rudy Ford was back, but Anthony Johnson was in the mix at times. Um, Jonathan Owens, not a rookie, not a first or second year guy, but still, you know, younger, young ish compared to some. Man, can anybody on this team tackle? can anybody question. on this team tackle. And I understand, like, we were talking about at the top or whatever I said about athletes, you know, and they got a lot of athletes, but, man, you got to want to tackle in the NFL. And I saw a lot of dudes who did not want to tackle. Now, Joe Barry doesn't put them in great positions, but when you are in position, you got to make the tackle. I saw – every I mean, everybody took turns yesterday, old and young alike. Devondre Campbell missed a tackle. Lucas Van Ness misses a tackle. You know, Kenny Clark misses a tackle. Jonathan Owens misses attack. It's like it didn't matter who you were or where you were on the field. Like that, to me, it's hard to put that on, Barry, because, like, okay, you're the player. You're on the field. The ball carrier is in front of you. It is literally your job to go get him. But at the same time, I kind of work backwards to the personnel side of things, and it's like you get to the NFL. You are what you are physically as far as your ability to go and want, desire, etc to tackle to be physical and you know they got a lot of athletic upside that is what they look for but man there's no time once you get to the NFL to learn tackling you know what I mean there's just not the time you don't have the the resource practice wise you certainly can't you know be live drill tackle to the ground in practice you got to arrive in the NFL with the ability to tackle and man it just looks like the Packers just really lack that part of the equation and it's like I don't care what scheme you're running if you can't tackle especially the thing where they they make contact with the ball carrier and then get dragged like three or four yards that you talk about disheartening hidden yardage that like puts you you know in really dis- the bad spots as far as you were going to be in a second and seven but now you're in a second and two as an offense against the Green Bay Packers because they can't tackle it drives me nuts it drives me nuts
1: Same. And I would imagine it drives the coaching staff nuts as well, because like there are only so many things you can control from the sideline. And again, I'm not saying that to absolve Joe Barry of many of the faults that we do see with this defense. But to your point, in between those lines, it's a guy in front of you and your job is to bring him down. That is just you on that other player. Like that's a one on one situation. And you have to capitalize on that. And when I saw Quay Walker was out this week, I was like, ah, it, mm-hmm. it it it's it might be a little shaky. and I'm like last week we were able to overcome that. you know, we we were able to make some plays still. We didn't have many missed tackles last week. Uh, but right. again, the the running situation in Pittsburgh' is Pittsburgh's a little bit different. and those guys <laughs> haven't been quite as productive so far this year, but we know what right. they have the ability to do. and we saw them do that against our defense time and time again. like it was
0: hard to watch.
1: The, the run is. defense was just poor. like, As I mentioned, the Steelers have been struggling. I made sure to look this up. They were averaging 3.7 yards per carry this season. They ended this game against the Packers averaging 5.7 yards per carry on 36 attempts. They were over 200 yards rushing against this Green Bay Packers defense. And you're just kind of like, wow. And that number probably would have been higher on a per carry average had they not spent the last few drives just trying to milk clock. And then the Packers defense was like, okay, we know what they're trying to do at this point. We know they're going to run
0: the ball, yeah. It was poor. I know. It's, it's very poor, very poor. But that's where I come back to Corey and I, somewhat joking, somewhat true regarding like the disconnect in the triangle where, you know, there's the personnel group that is handing you these types of players, and then you're playing this type of defense. Exactly. Like the coaching staff doesn't seem to want to, in some cases, utilize the talent they're being handed. I I don't know. It's I just think it goes it goes back to you know yeah you got to draft tacklers, man, and the Packers just haven't. just haven't i I don't know it's and i thought that probably sounds simplistic i think it might be it might be simplistic but um you know one thing that you need as a team if you you know regardless offense defense youth whatever you got to have dudes you got to have dogs on special teams yeah and man i don't know i don't know what's going on in special teams for every big return You know, we get from Nixon. We get an exciting moment where he gets a big return, puts him in great field position. All right, I'm really excited as a Packers fan. But then we turn around and we have blocked kicks, we have penalties, we have kickoffs out of bounds, and what? Which we're clearly that was the plan, by the way, not the plan to kick it out of bounds, but we were like try and angle it because he did it the first kick, and it almost almost went out. out of bounds, but he just got it inside the pile. And I'm like, whoo, all right, we got that one out of the way. From now on, I hope we kick it straight. No, next one again this time out of bounds like why are we getting cute on teams like why are we doing things that are going to hurt us on a team where we got enough trouble shooting ourselves in the foot on both sides of the ball why do special teams feel the need to contribute to the morass like I just don't know like Bisaccia I think he's a good coach but sometimes I think we're just doing stuff to try and do something I like I don't know. That that was very disheartening, especially watching Deguara go, "Oh, wait, is that my guy?" Like I I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: I mean, we him. we brought in Rich for special teams. but we knew that that's what he specialized in and that has been a unit And
0: gave for him team. everybody he wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like still not there. They they signed how many guys specifically to help on teams at Rich Basaccia's behest. Like I don't know. I don't know. That's where it gets really frustrating.
1: Yeah. It's still not there. And that's, like you said, that's where it gets frustrating and you're just kind of like, like the bright spot is Nixon. And it's not as if Nixon got into this position because the coaching staff was like, Hey, this guy has it. It was more so like, Hey, Amari Rogers is not it. We just got to figure, who else can we throw out here really quick? And he (laughs) got out there and took advantage of his opportunity. And now it's like, okay, we have somebody who can do this job well. So a lot of questions still um, in that phase of the game. Still some questions on defense. Offense, we knew what we were thinking we were going to get this year. Some ups and downs with a very young group. And we've been seeing that come to pass. And I don't know, Aaron. It's, it's – uh, it's it's <laughs> I don't know what to expect when I go to Lambeau on Sunday. I can tell you that. I have no we're idea. You're going to have
0: a great this. time. You're going to have a ball. Gold package in the house. My only question is, can the Chargers, you know – Oh, Just boy. not show up. That would be great because I don't know if we can hold them under 30. Did you watch the game against Detroit yesterday? Hoo-hoo.
1: I saw flashes Baby. of them, But.
0: Oh, that's a team that can move the ball and put up points. I don't know. I'm scared. Um, I Camille, that could get ugly. It they
1: can be. put up points, but they can also give up points. So it's a thing no, of like. They
0: can. They can. Is our Go offense down.
1: ready for a track meet? I don't know the answer to that <sighs> question, which is why I'm like, I don't know. What I'm going to you... answer
0: that right now. No. No, they're not. <laughs> They got to run the ball, they got to be efficient. They got to run their offense. No track meets, bad ideas. Bad idea in Green Bay right now. Like back in 2011, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I'm 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 ready Here get my track it. shoes. Go put my zip zip up my track suit. I'm ready to go. But yeah, 2023, I'm going to go with a nah, chief. I, I don't think that's a great idea. <laughs> I I think you want to take the air out of this game more than anything else. You want to pound the rock. You want AJ Dillon and 3 yards in a cloud of dust this will never happen i understand matt's gonna throw it around the yard but oh yeah I, but but hey just to make sure you enjoy pre-game make sure you have your tailgate time and you get up there nice and early and you have a lot of fun because i think once the game starts it could get late early that's that's all i'm saying
1: that's a good point so if anybody who is listening to this is going to be tailgating you know outside of lambo got a couple extra brats for me and my people let me know we'll definitely there stop by.
0: There you go. I love it. I love the entreaty for a free brat. Nothing wrong with that. That's
1: all I really that's, want. I can't lie. That's to. how.
0: That's how it rolls in Lambo. That's so great. <laughs> hey, real quick, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, or give out congratulations to Clay Matthews and Aaron Campman, absolutely. announced this morning by the Green Bay Packers going into the Packers Hall of Fame. Talk about thinking of better times. Oh, at least with Clay, I mean, you won a championship. Aaron Campman, you got after the quarterback. I mean, he was a yes, good player.
1: He did. Yes, he was he absolutely
0: did. a good player. I tell you what. I was thinking the other day, like, remember that game? I think it was week two of Clay Matthews' rookie season against Buffalo where he absolutely was, like, gladiator, like, going after the quarterback and throwing him on the ground and then, like, turning to the crowd and his blonde hair flowing. He's like, come on. And we were just like, who is this kid? Oh, my God, it's amazing. Like, I need Lucas Van Ness to have a game like that. Like, it's time. <laughs> like, it, I'm I'm sick of watching him get run over. He needs that yeah, game. I,
1: I was calling Clay Matthews sunshine at the beginning after like, <laughs> uh, they were the Titans with the hair flowing out yep. of it. I was like, Look, at sunshine. Look, Look at sunshine.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, they're going into the Packers Hall of Fame next year. Well deserved. Congratulations to them. Very, very well deserved. Uh, Camille, let people know where can they find you on this internet talking all things Packers, Bucks, and whatnot.
1: Absolutely. four-year Milwaukee Bucks coverage, check me out on Locked on Bucks Monday through Friday. We dropping episodes like crazy, putting out content. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts as well as our YouTube page. And if you want some more NFL, NBA, just more general news, make sure you check me out on Technical File. Uh, that's a weekly podcast, T-E-C-K-N-I-C-A-L where we cover NBA, NFL, and wrestling news, as well as some quick hits. So uh, you want to check that out if you want a entertaining conversation. I say always say Technical Foul is like happy hour uh, sports podcasts, except we're completely sober. It just sounds like happy <laughs> hour, so make sure you check that out if that's your cup of tea as well.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Camille, I can't thank you enough. Have a ball there Sunday at Lambeau Field, and I'll, I'll talk to you next week.
1: Sounds good. Take care.